Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Football today. Back on college football today, brought to you by Bet DSI. We're going to talk about the DraftKings college football fantasy draft. A couple of players I'm looking at today Nathan Elliott from North Carolina, under the radar, and Steven Montez. Guys from Colorado, I think he steps up against that Nebraska secondary that gave up around 274 passing yards per game last year. Yeah, I'll stay on the same game. I'll say Adrian Gonzalez. Ooh, you're uh, going with uh, the young gun, huh? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the Nebraska quarterback. I think it's Adrian Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was going to say it. I just jinxed I myself. I said Taylor Martinez. And, uh, <laughs> so, well, you know, Taylor, Taylor's been watching a lot of baseball this summer Taylor, with the Adrian Gonzalez well, drop. Yeah, exactly. Montez, Montez, I think, is in the area of 80, 86, 8,700. Can I give you a sleeper? Yeah. Can I get Jack Abraham from Southern Miss? Can you get this kid? Is, is, He's taking over for Griggs. He's taking over for Griggs. He's taking over for Griggs, who suspended yep. four touchdown passes last year. Small kid. 6-1, about 205 pounds against a ULM defense that's right. very vulnerable. So Jack Abraham, under-the-radar quarterback from Southern Miss, I really yeah. like. That's why I like Gabe Nathan Elliott, because all eyes will be on the ECU quarterback, Herring, that's lit it up last week. He completed 37 of 63, over 337 yards, two touchdowns. But this is an in-state game. It's an in-state game. A lot of pressure on Larry Fedora and the Tar Heels to step up in this matchup. They have the better talent, and more importantly, going up against a defense last year in ECU that allowed 45 points per game and over 340 passing yards per game. I look for Nathan Elliott to bounce back in a big way. He had a bad game on the road in Cal Berkeley, but let's be honest, Cal is a lot different than ECU, one of the worst Terrible defenses defense. in college yeah. football. He's great value. Gabe, I think he's in the area of about, if I'm not mistaken, Nathan Elliott, like like 4,600, maybe 6,000 in that area. Oh. We'll get you the price. I think he's going to step up. I really do. Well, I think and, he, and he's, he's going to put up numbers. He's trying to win that job exactly. for when Chaz Surratt comes back. How much? $8,600 for Nathan cheap. I think it's, that's a, that's it's, a high it's number. High, but it's based on the ECU, ECU defense week, right? Yeah. So he's, he gets an opportunity. $8,600. If still you could find Jack value. Abraham from Southern Miss, is he even available if you get a chance nah, to take you a know look? what? It's... They're very selective at DraftKings with the college games. It's not like they yeah. put a slate up of 50 games. So we got a six-game slate. How about Taylor slate. Cornelius from Oklahoma like our, State? This is the afternoon slate at 3.30. Yeah. So we got Arkansas State and Bama. Don't um, like Justin Hansen. We've got Georgia and South Carolina. Najee Harris at 5,100 I think has great value. So basically, which one of these games do you guys think is going to be the highest-scoring game? So that's well, what we got to look at. Because to be honest... There's sort of a lot of lower scoring totals here. Colorado, Nebraska, the odds makers aren't expecting a track meet shootout. That's surprising. No, I think it. I think it'll be high be. scoring. Yeah, I like your. Uh, I like your Martinez pick here. Martinez slash Gonzalez. Yeah, a- I like your Martinez <laughs> uh, pick at eighty nine hundred dollars. Listen, we know we don't know what we're going to see from this offense, but we know it's going to be fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing we know. Sort of like, what's a slayer record going to sound like? I don't know, but it's going to be heavy and fast. We we know that Scott Frost isn't slowing things down. So I, you know, I like the up tempo situation, and I also think Colorado is going to be able to score a little bit. I'm not opposed to the blowout games, a, a game like Herbert, where he's going to get an opportunity against Portland State to throw five, six touchdowns. The old Heisman pad the stat game. I don't have a problem with it. Stidham is in a situation like that. What, what's your thoughts, guys? How about Notre Dame and Winbush? I love Winbush. Winbush yeah. lit it up last week, and no one talks about this kid, and he showed that he can throw the football a little bit as well. He added an element to his game. How He's many quarters do you State. get against Ball State, though? Uh, they, he played the whole game last year against Miami O and Gus Ragland, so I think that's what you have to see play out as well. Uh, they need to build offensive yeah. consistency. I yeah. picked him this week. In, in, Important reps. In, in, the, in the draft uh, article I wrote in terms of that, he's, he's in the area of about, about what, 7,100? 
Where's Brandon Wimbush? I believe he's 7,100. But, again, from a passing perspective, he only completed in the area of 56% through for 170 yards. But look for his legs to be the difference. And today, I think uh, Notre Dame runs all over uh, Ball State. I don't think it's crazy here. We have Haskins. And Rutgers. No, not crazy at all. I and mean, a local situation, a local yeah. tie-in uh, here as well uh, with, with Haskins and Rutgers. I mean, Ohio State are going to put big points up on the board. The only question is, you know, do you want to go with Dobbins? Do you want to go with, with, with uh, you know, with Haskins? Which way are you going to go? Well, there? Yeah, or Weber, Weber for that matter. Up, I, uh, yeah. Weber stepped up 186 rushing yards last week and, and dominated on the ground because Dobbins really didn't play much of the game. It was Weber in the second half. That's what you have to see. I mean, they're going up, and we'll get into the game, but Ohio State's outscored uh, Rutgers in the last four games, 219 to 24. They won last year 56 to nothing. The year before, 58 to nothing. But they have TCU on deck. So yeah. do they yeah. play all of their starters? Let's remember, Urban Meyer's not there. Where Urban Meyer, even though he's pulling the reins, I find that they ridiculous. They might want to see certain players play this week. I just find it ridiculous that Urban Meyer. For, you know, I don't. We're not going to relive the whole Urban Meyer thing. I think it's a joke, and I think it's an embarrassment for Ohio State how they handle this. And props to one of the administrators for resigning and saying this is just a bridge too far from what's happened here. And we see that Meyer's not sorry at all. And in fact, he's just condescending about it after. But whatever. We already knew this about him. I just want to say, I think it's a disgrace that he gets suspended as short as he did, but he's allowed to coach the team in practice. I don't think people realize that. He's no, I don't think anybody realizes. Practice, yeah, but just not games. It makes no sense. Yeah, and I believe he's even allowed in the stadium on game day. It's a, it's a slap on the so wrist. So he can sit up in the booth, and I'm, no, I'm sure he yeah. never calls anyone on a phone. It's, it's a joke. Yeah. If he's suspended, he shouldn't be around. He shouldn't be around the facility. And he's allowed to prepare them for the football game. So I hope you're happy, Ohio State. I hope it's worth it. Um, you know, it is what it is. I just want to get that off my chest. I think I it's would, embarrassing uh, that he was able. I would to even take Tate Martell in that game as Tate a backup Martell because you know, because you're right. It's a good point about TCU coming up next week. I mean, at what point do you want to take those starters out? Take Tate Martell's going to be the backup, former five-star yes. high From school Nevada. quarterback. Yeah, what about Bishop the Georgia Foreman? running yeah, back Foreman, situation? Right. Joe, I know you're a big Georgia guy. Right. DeAndre Swift never really got on track last week. Right. They have, and listen, I can't wait to see little Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook's uh, little brother, who's really just blowing people away uh, there right now. But for Georgia to be successful today, and we've seen Georgia run the ball down the Gamecocks' throats before, right. I got to imagine they're going to unleash DeAndre Swift today. Maybe yeah. or maybe not. It could be the passing game with Riley Ridley. It could be De Demetrius Robertson as well that didn't get involved. I'll say this about Georgia, and we spoke about it in the breakdown. In 12 of their 15 games, they rushed for over 200. But it's still a different offense this year with the, without Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, without Isaiah Wynn at the at the guard position. So this is a different offense, and they got Robertson to stretch defenses vertically. He was there, came late into camp. Yeah, he could be a difference maker. I like out of all the Georgia players today, and I was on Hardeman last week. He stepped up. Look for Riley really to be the difference today. I just got to pat myself guards. on the back here first before we move on. For the DFS, of course, last week we gave you guys LaVisca Cheneau of uh, Colorado. 11 catches and a touchdown. Uh, very, very affordable once again this week. In a game, there should be points uh, between Colorado and Nebraska. When I'm looking at this sort of 330 slate, that's the game I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at. You know, that's the game we're going to look at. I'm going to target some players here. Maybe Stanley Morgan Jr., uh, Cheneau. Cheneau is pretty cheap here. Katie Spielman. Uh, and listen, the thing about Cheneau, too, is that I, I've talked to NFL scouts, Joe, and the comparisons that are being made is to Julio Jones. He's that type of a freakish athlete. You know, he's sort of low to the ground, speedy, strong hands. Too. Wow. Yeah, and, and he's obviously has the connection with Steven Montez. Nebraska defensively challenged again this year. They're going to be behind the offense in 2018. When was the last time we had black shirts in Nebraska? It's been, it's been a very it, long time. I said it, 214 I, rushing yards allowed last year. That was one of the worst units in, in Nebraska history. Eric Chenader, very good more. defensive coordinator, brought over from UCF. He's got a bright future, but he has his hands full in 2018. He does. He does. Touchdown, Northwestern. Oh, yes, baby. Wildcats up 7 nothing. I've got them in the Golden Nugget contest. Of course, we were at the IFBC in Las Vegas, and everyone talks about the NFL contest. Forget about that one. The Golden Nugget, you get to mix uh, college and NFL. But I'm already in the Super Contest, which is all NFL. 
So I said to myself, why am I going to mix any NFL in here? Let's just play seven college games. Right. Uh, first game up last night, I took TCU minus 22 and a half in the contest. Second game up, I've got Northwestern. I also have a couple of tickets in my pocket uh, that I'm going to have to go back to the sports book to cash on Northwestern as well. So let's get this uh, rolling. Well, do you have first any questions for us, you, 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 How about some questions from the you audience? Don't talk, you don't talk before the game is over. You keep that ticket on the, on the no, side I'm and then saying, you show. I'm glad I have this ticket. Yes. And I'm, look, look for that's some all questions. I get paid to talk. Look, look for some questions. Here's Gabe a, has a sore shoulder from patting himself on the back, by the <laughs> way. Here's, here's, one, here's one guy. We talked about Nevada, right? You like... You liked, uh, I Vanderbilt like I do like Vanderbilt. Yeah. I like Blasting Game in the DFS today. I mean, he's going off around fifty one hundred. He's cheap. That physical, big, offense, big physical, physical back. offensive yeah. line. They're going to look to pound the football and work off a of play as action. they should. I mean, Nevada gave up. Game could have Nevada a big game last year today. gave up four hundred and seventy one yes. yards defensively. Malik Reed, very nice pass rusher. Like Corey Rush on the outside, but he's a cheap value. They're smallish, and, and Gabe had brought it up. That is an SEC. Derek Mason has an old school. SEC yeah. mentality in terms of defense and running game. I, I Ty Ganji's a nice right. player for the Mountain West, but I don't think he'll put up those numbers until he gets back and, to Mountain and West. And just play. to bring up that, and I want to curious to know where Miss State is, but that matchup that we spoke about with Miss State, I mean, Kansas State struggled with the physicality uh, at the point of attack with Kansas State. Uh, with Vanderbilt last year on the road, uh, they lost that ball game fourteen yeah. to seven. So I'm intrigued to see how this Mississippi State a, game plays it's out. It's an interesting have an game already. Uh, Houston Cougars up on the uh, the great coach Kevin Sumlin seven coach. nothing I, Houston Cougars. I picked that Houston. could be a track meet. Though. I picked Houston in that match. Seven yeah. nothing Northwestern. We're going to go back to Kevin Sumlin. Do we, we have any questions from the audience? <laughs> game? Hey, listen, we're Sumlin. five minutes in and Michigan still haven't scored. You going to fire Harbaugh yet or what? Uh, that's up to you uh, in that ball game. Let's talk about one game. We're not going to talk about it on, on the rundown for the top 25 games, but let's bring up this North Carolina ECU game. I mean, it's a big number here. It's about. Do we have to? Well, it's, <laughs> Can we be brief? It's, a, it's an 18 and a half point number. I'm curious. I would lay the 18 and a half here. I'm not sold on ECU. They lost to North Carolina A&T at home last week, 28-23. I'm not so sure they can go toe-to-toe with the Tar Heels. And, and they impressed me with that effort. Coming from behind, they were down, what, 17 nothing in that ballgame? To Cal, they, they lost by seven. He, he's got the pedal to the metal with this team because he could be on the outside looking in for a job in 2019 for Dora. I gotta st- I'm going to stay away from this football game. You can't get rich betting on bad football teams. I get it. Listen, East Carolina are a terrible. You know, they're, they're in a bad spot. They haven't been good for years. Since Skip Holtz uh, left, I'm going to pass on this game, though. Like I said, I've, there's, there's too many games. I just, it's like well, going to a buffet. I'm going to watch out waiting for the best But you can give an opinion where you would lean with that ballgame. I would lay the I points. would lean North Carolina. Yes, I would lean I would, with the I would lay the points. Rich, you have an opinion on that? I would. That's all I'm going to say. Wow, okay. How about Notre Dame Ball State laying the big wood here? It's an in state rivalry, Ball State, Riley Neal. They, they're getting 34 and a half, 35 points in that ballgame. Rich? <laughs> Notre Dame will roll. You, you don't have an opinion? I would no, not Notre really. Dame. No? I want to I talk about meaningful them. games. I think they drill them. I think Brian Kelly. Yeah. I think Kelly is. Kelly, we talked about Kelly being on the hot seat. I think Kelly's thinking, I, I got to get to the playoffs, or at least I got to make an attempt to get to the playoffs. And I don't think they'll ease up at all on Ball State if they get the opportunity to. I, I think it's a route. It's it's it. Look at last. Could be a bit of a letdown maybe after the Michigan game. It's a lot of points. Look, I'm taking Arkansas State today. But they have a a truly quality quarterback. I took Western Kentucky against Wisconsin at 35 and a half, and they ended up losing by 32. So we'll go to a game that has a tighter spread. You can't say any of these games are best bets, Joe, at that range. No, we have our best bets at the end of the show, and we've talked about some of the ones up. But we'll talk about this one, too. Uh, Buffalo, I know you're high on Buffalo and Lance Leopold this year. I mean, Temple lost to Villanova. I, I like Buffalo Temple. this week again. Yeah, uh, but that's what I'm going to say. They're getting six and a half against Temple. I like the six and a half here. I think Newtile, Frankie Juice, and David Hood bounce back. Jeff Collins, I like him as a head coach from what I've seen so far. I'm not sold on Buffalo. I think over their win total in the MAC. But See, I, that's I like the opposite Temple. of me, Joe. I keep on hearing everybody. I talk to people in Philadelphia. Oh, Collins is doing a great job. I like job. Collins. People love Collins. Where are the results? Who is saying they love Collins? Yeah, I mean, people I talk to in Philadelphia. Oh, he's the perfect guy to take over after a rule. You know, he's already there. To me, Temple are overrated. It's a paper, it's paper talk. 
It's paper talk. They're an offensively challenged football team. You know, they don't have very good skill position players. I like David Hood. And I think I think the nice Buffalo Bulls. Nice running back. The Buffalo Bulls recruiting has been off the hook, except they're the Buffalo Bulls. No one's going to talk about them. They've got a great quarterback that nobody talks about. I think Buffalo goes in here. I think it's a close game. They might not win the game outright, but I think this game comes down to the wire. I'm not impressed. You know what? If you want to burn money, you bet on the Temple Owl football program. That's not, the way it it's operates. Not, it's not It's not one of my best plays, but I think they bounce back. They need to win. Again, this is a team last year that did win the bowl game against FIU, and they came on down the stretch, especially in the passing game, averaged around 258 yards per game over the last six games of the season. So that's what I look at in this matchup. Buffalo traditionally has a very solid secondary. We'll see how it plays out a little so bit got later today in here. Philadelphia. Uh, Larry asks, uh, any value on UCLA? I would take UCLA here. We're going to get no, into I it. No, I would not take UCLA. I would take UCLA yeah. with the 30. I think this Just one gets ugly. Eyes. I think this could probably be 56-14. Yeah. 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 It could be. Is, Will, is Wilton Spade even playing no, for UCLA? I don't think so. If they're going to be using the true guys, freshman yep. quarterback, yeah. I would go over the number. I would go over the number in this game because I do think there's going to be a boatload of points. I do think that uh, I think Oklahoma will be able to score. Uh, Matthew Mingo asks us, what's up, Mingo? Uh, should we keep riding the Hawaii train? This is interesting. Hawaii Absolutely. were 17-point underdogs. Then they were 10-point underdogs. Now suddenly they're 17.5-point favorites against Rice tonight. Best bet in this, actually. I didn't put it part of the best bets, but I don't see how this game doesn't go over 69 points. Last week it was 61, Navy. Uh, it was Navy and uh, and Hawaii sailed over. They got to 100. Give me the over 69 in this one. Do you guys think Hawaii roll again tonight? I, I, yes, would, lay, I, do. I would lay the points. With, I, I'm sold on Cole McDonald. Cole McDonald, again, I, I, I am sold as well. I watched Rice against Houston. They played well, but I think the, cross, the, the, the trip from Texas to uh, Hawaii is the difference. When we come back, we'll break down the other 3.30 and 8 o'clock games. Keep it where it is. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. listening to college football today brought to you by bet dsi fantasy factors free entry million dollar nfl survivor contest is now open sign up today and play for a chance at one million dollars go to fantasyfactor.com that's fantasyfactor.com sign up today Rich and Gabe, you already know the advantage you get using DailyRoto.com Optimizer and playing daily fantasy sports. Now you can use those same back-tested tools to give you an edge in sports betting. If you were a Daily Roto wagering subscriber last night, you would have made your subscription fee back before the the main NFL season schedule even started as the Daily Roto wagering optimizer posted a five-star recommendation to play the under in Atlanta, Philadelphia on Thursday night. That's the under in Atlanta, Philadelphia. Big winner. Final score was 18-12. to Go to dailyrodo.com backslash betting where you can use the wagering tools and projections for the, from the computer masterminds that have won millions in daily fantasy sports. You'll get money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, and the use of player props tool that can now be turned on loose to forecast spectacular game performances that you can now capitalize on without having to worry about salary caps. That's, in, that's incredible. That's incredible. you also find picks from Money Gabe Morenci, Cam Stewart, Mark Lawrence, Teddy Savransky, and more. Go to dailyroto.com backslash betting. That's dailyroto.com backslash betting. If you're serious about winning money this NFL season, you can't afford not to check this out. I agree. That's great, great advice from some of the best in the industry, such as Mark Lawrence. I mean, unbelievable, um, unbelievable information that he pumps out in both college and, and NFL picks each and every week. 
There's a, a, a huge battle taking place later today in Iowa City. It's Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa leads the series 43-22 to overall. Picked up this victory last year in Ames Rich, 44-41 in overtime. Nathan Stanley, that offense looked very impressive, 33-7 to over Northern Illinois. I think their offense is the difference in this matchup. Calling for a Joey double-digit win, Iowa over the Cyclones. Well, Stanley later actually struggled, though. I mean, last week it was, that was not about Nathan Stanley. No, Eleven of that twenty-three took away a lot. Eleven uh, of twenty-three, hundred and eight yards against an inferior opponent in in Northern Illinois. Now the team was impressive. The defense played exceptionally well. I like Iowa in what should be another close Cyhawk trophy. Five of the last seven decided by six points or less. I think that could be the case again today. But the reason why I like Iowa is two key offensive linemen, including their best offensive lineman, Alaric Jackson, back after being suspended in the opener. So that traditional power offensive line should spring Torin Young, give some time. But listen, Matt Campbell does a great job at Iowa State. I think it's a close game. I would take Iowa, but with a lot of fear that this game could go into uh, overtime. Yeah, the one thing that I, I was very impressed with was that matchstick offensive line last week stepped up. They wore down Northern Illinois at the point of attack. They were able to run the football in the second half. Now, granted, Northern Illinois took a, away the, the vertical passing game by Nathan Stanley, but it was the, the success of the rushing attack that allowed them to wear down Northern in that ballgame and win that in dominating fashion. It's a different type of offense with Kyle Kemp and David Montgomery, more of a spread type of offense. Offensive line has played very well. And Defensive line is outstanding, yes, too, for but there's Iowa no, State. Here's the thing that I look at as well. No Alan Lazard on the offensive side of the ball, and that defensive leader in Joel Lanning, the linebacker that was the emotional leader of that Cyclones defense, they allowed opposing offenses to convert right in the area of about 42% on third downs. That's the matchup going on the road. Iowa's won three straight game by 18.7 points per game. I said it before, they could possibly be 3-0, and when they face Wisconsin in week number four, this is my pick to win their half of the division in the Big Ten. I'm not backing down now. I like them today big. Last week, uh, one, one of my losses that disappointed me the most actually was the Northern Illinois Husky-Iowa game. And as Rich alluded to, it's actually closer than the final score would indicate. Northern Illinois just couldn't punch it in. They kept turning the ball over. But I'm tired of underestimating the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh. And... All summer long, I thought this is a good revenge spot, and it is a massive revenge spot. And it comes down to, as well, the old debate whether we got a team that didn't play. Iowa State was a victim of the weather uh, last week against a team that has played. The number's just not, it's, it's a short price. It's sitting at three and a half right now. The old, uh, as they say on the street, the old gun-to-head uh, pick would be Iowa State plus the points, just because I've been touting the Cyclones in this spot, but I'm not in love with it at this reduced number right now at three and a half. Rich, I was all over Iowa State last year as being a surprise team. They stepped up. I mean, they got some marquee wins, including that win in Norman over Oklahoma. This was a team last year that won eight games against seven FBS opponents with a combined overall record of 48 and 44 guys. That's a 521 winning percentage, and they won those seven games by 16.4 points per game. But towards the end of the season, they could not consistently run the football. They only averaged around 113 yards on the ground. And this front seven of Iowa impressed me, and I think that's the matchup that you'll see play out later today. The biggest weakness for Iowa State is the offensive line because in David and Montgomery, uh, David Montgomery, they have one of the best running backs in the country. They have the veteran quarterback in Kyle Kemp. They do have talent on the outside despite the fact that Lazard graduated. But offensive line, they've got to win the line of scrimmage against uh, Anthony Nelson, A.J. Epinesa, they have talent in the front seven. And Christian Welchler, linebacker, first-time starter, played very well last week for Iowa. So I like Iowa, but again, this is one of those rivalry games, too close to call. Uh, I, I would not bet this game, but I do like the Hawkeyes. Gabe, Hakeem Butler could be a play, not only uh, in terms of being a difference maker for Iowa State, but even in fantasy later today. But Hakeem Butler is going to stretch that Iowa defense. If he can make some big plays, Iowa State could possibly be an upset pick. You don't see it, right? Well, you know what? You look at you, you would figure that these two teams would play lower-scoring football games, but last year it was 44-41. They went up and down the field uh, on each other. It's the unknown. I find it extremely difficult to predict what Iowa State's going to do, considering they didn't play last week. Yet, I don't feel the same reservation 
or interpretation with Nebraska. Maybe because that's <laughs> at home. You know, maybe because they were playing at home last week. They're they're staying at home. I'll take. I would take the points. Like I said, if I had to bet this game, I would take the points at the plus three and a half. Wouldn't surprise me if Iowa won by two, three, one, two, three, etc. I think it will be a close game. Yeah, well, we'll go to the three thirty game. It's Chip Kelly on the road in Norman against Oklahoma. I mean, this is a battle. We spoke about it earlier. Can Chip Kelly and that offense step up and keep it close? I think no. they can. I think. <laughs> I was on Oklahoma lightly. It wasn't a best play of mine. I thought they would dominate FAU, but I just think Chip Kelly, week one to week two, all eyes on this Oklahoma offense, and rightfully so, led by Kyler Murray. Rodney Anderson pounded the rock for 100 yards on the ground, and that's the matchup, Rich. Can Oklahoma run on that defensive front that allowed 197 rushing yards to Cincinnati last year? They allowed 287. Cincinnati without their starting exactly. running back, by the way. And Hayden so. Moore didn't even play much in that ball game. Yeah, he I did. think he lost that job. Yeah, I, I think he lost that job. Uh, I, listen, UCLA needs time. I mean, it's going to take until 2019. Chip will get there. We talked about it last week. There was the reason why I liked Cincinnati getting the points. That was a cover. Um, it's going to take a lot of time. They're very young. They're very weak on defense. They're going to start a true freshman quarterback. Oklahoma can name its number here. I, I don't think this game is competitive even before halftime. I, I would take the 30 here just from the sense I see Oklahoma winning this ball game anywhere from 20 to 23 points. I mean, 24. I can that's, see them. That's asking UCLA to score like 27 because Oklahoma's getting into the high 40s into the 50s. So you're saying to cover that, they're going to have to run the UCLA football. Is UCLA gonna have to, has to run the football. And they haven't done that well they in years either. When you're points so. like this, you have to ask yourself, can the underdog, how many points is the underdog going to be able to score? Can, uh, can, can you get 17 points from UCLA? I don't think that's enough, though. So if, if you get 17 points. 17 could still be 49-17 easily. Who does Oklahoma, Oklahoma play next week? Because if they have a it could be a bit of a look ahead. It could it could be if they and have you know a, what not so much. A, I'll check who they're playing next week. Not to look at, but they might feel that they're better than they are right all week after. Hey, look how easy that was against Florida Atlantic uh, last week, and then plus they watched the tape of UCLA getting pushed around in the trenches by the Cincinnati Bearcats. But as I stated earlier, guys, at least in the betting world, betters don't really touch these games. Well, it's it's like. It's like rolling, flipping a coin uh, yeah, when you're talking about a spread of 30 uh, and a half points. There's going to be public opinion there, and maybe not sharp betters, but there's going to be people that want to play Oklahoma, UCLA. Yeah, you because, just nailed it right there. There'll be some kid that lost 10 bucks betting this game saying, I can't uh, believe that Oklahoma didn't win by 34. Yeah, well, here's the thing, too. I mean, Dorian uh, Ro- uh, Thompson-Robinson is a Chip Kelly type of quarterback. He's a mobile guy. Wilton Spate never fit the mold of what Chip Kelly wants to run there in terms of having a quarterback that can put pressure on opposing defenses on the perimeter. And if you're going to run the football, you're going to need some some plays out of your quarterback. Now, he, he stepped up last week, completed 15 to 25. It was surprising that Spate if, was the guy that actually won the job when it was well, all said Well, because of done. experience. That tells I you think, the rookie's think, not ready, though. Because, right. because if... If Robertson was ready, he would use him because Chip knows he's playing for 2019. Well, he's going to start. We said it last week. You and I said, we don't think UCLA is going to make a bowl game. And now after losing to Cincinnati, the odds of that are much slimmer. So the best thing that could happen to UCLA right now is give this kid reps, get him prepared. This is all about 2019 and... You know, I, I mean, Oklahoma should should roll. Well, let's talk about this. And Murray game. only played a half last week as well, right? Actually, you know what? They're Kendall playing, played well, and, and Austin Kendall played they're well. They're actually at Iowa State next uh, next uh, week. That's Oklahoma. and that's that, that's a revenge spot. Revenge that's and a, difficult know, game at yeah. Iowa State in the Cyclones' nest. I mean, I, Ames is no joke to play in. I mean, Big Twelve teams have struggled there in recent years. Texas won by ten last year, last week. Oklahoma State two years ago struggled. Baylor, when they were good, struggled in Ames. So. It's not going to be an easy uh, format for Kyler Murray and the crew in two weeks. How about this battle? It's uh, Paul Johnson in Georgia Tech, Taekwon Marshall on the road to face Charlie Strong in South Florida. I mean, Blake Barnett stepped up. He made some plays. A contrast in styles. I mean, if you're USF, you want to start fast, put the pressure on Marshall and that offense to match you score for Georgia score. Georgia Tech have just scored. It's 9-7 for the Yellow Jackets. Extra point pending. 
Well, yeah, I, I like Georgia Tech. I mean, it's irrelevant I would, I, now, I, I, but I, I, uh, well, you could get in game, in game with the South only Florida. unit that impresses me in this game is the Georgia Tech running game with Marshall and Cravante Benson. USF to me is rebuilding, and I'm not a Charlie Strong fan. I've seen nothing. <laughs> I've seen nothing from this coach over the past four or five years that impressed me. Remember, last year South Florida was supposed to be yes. where UCF was, and it they couldn't lift a lot of talent. UC and they lost a ton of talent. Quentin Flowers, but, obviously the signature one but, but they were right there with UCF that was one of the more entertaining football games of the year yeah but they lost year, last year actually. they lost twice though and for the record it's now 21 nothing uh for the Houston Cougars wow I was with the, uh, again, he's going to bring up some, I gave you have pick, Houston. I know. I and know, he's pounding me about, it doesn't, it doesn't take away from the fact it that it doesn't matter. That, fake news. That, fake news. It, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't take away from the fact of major Apple white, but let's talk about this game. I know Rich and I are on it. It's Bronco Mendenhall in Virginia later tonight against Tom Allen in Indiana. Indiana stepped up, had a 10-point win on the road uh, against FIU. They struggled early on, came on in the end. Uh, This is a a contrast in styles because Peyton Ramsey and the Hoosiers are going to look to play up-tempo against a Virginia offense that more is going to want to run the football, Rich. They struggled in six of their seven games last year. They failed to rush for over 100 yards. They got it going last week. Granted, it was against Richmond. But, but what I was going to say, Joe, sometimes we, sometimes we dismiss the fact that a team played well against a weaker opponent. Yes. And we do that a lot of times in, in week one games. I think Arizona State against UT, UTSA was better than I expected. Boise State over Troy, better than I expected. And the same thing applies here as well. I, I mean, I, I think there's a, I think there's an opportunity for Virginia to run the ball against the Indiana defense. I, I do that too. win over Richmond, I think, it was forty-two to thirteen. It killed them. And then you, Richmond was a top five. Exactly. Team. Richmond is a good FCS team to win that comfortably. Remember, Mike London used to lose those games to Richmond. All right. Jordan Ellis in the backfield. Bryce Perkins, the transfer from Arizona State. Dual threat quarterback. I think they cause problems for Indiana. I think they win this game outright, and they're getting in the neighborhood of six, six it's and a half. It's down to five now. It opened up. It, yeah. it was anywhere. I think it was four. It went to six and we a half. We were on and, this at six and yeah. a half before that line started to go down. So I'm with you. I yeah. say money line or take the points. Yeah. I like Virginia it, in this game. Here's the thing, Gabe, that I look at in this battle. I mean, I, I like them to win the game as well. They lost 34-17 to 17 last year. Yeah. It was Bronco Mendenhall's first year. Not a lot of talent even though they had Bankert there, uh, they were learning the philosophy. And I think the one thing we could be in agreement is when you look at Virginia as a whole under uh, under London and, and over the last couple of years of their play. Al Grow. Al Grow. Yeah. I mean, they failed to step up and could not play with some of the better teams in the ACC. And, and I think that's the one thing when you look at the transition under London, they weren't a physical football team. Teams were able to run the football, and they could not run the football consistently. That changes with Bronco Mendenhall. Look for offensive line, defensive line, maybe not statistically, but from a a physicality perspective, you'll see a change this year. I think they're going to be getting money all season long. They might not be a a, a 500 team. I picked them at 8-4, and but I think you could take them with the points each and every week, and we see the departure of Mendenhall with BYU's progression with him no longer there. Yeah, granted, they won over Arizona, but But they fell off. They fell off a cliff last year. I got to be honest with you guys. That game is at 730 Eastern tonight. I'll be watching Kentucky and Florida uh, play at the exact same time. 31 straight losses by by Kentucky. Longest in the FBS. Longest. 31 straight And I think think the closest that Kentucky is going to come in a long time was last year. And they should have pulled that game out. they'll come close again today. They they will not be close today. Florida will just out-athlete that Kentucky team. Kentucky does not have a passing game. They have Benny Snell in the backfield who is outstanding. They have an athletic quarterback, a Juco transfer, who is not a very good passer. Uh, I, I think Florida's defense and – You think I'm, the Florida Gator offense is at this stage at the juncture right now where you're going to be laying I, two touchdowns? Yeah, I think they cover that. I think they cover that. I think that's a 17-20 to 20 point victory. I'm taking the points. Not one of my best plays, but who pulled out the victory last year in Lexington? Luke Del Rio. Yes, Joe, a, Joe a big Luke Del Rio fan. He, and they they won that ball game by a Joe point. Joe is the only member of the Luke Del Rio fan yes, club, Yes, I am. No longer yeah. uh, with Florida. He got hurt last year in – and stepped away and graduated. He's yeah. now Joe was. Hawking I think this is Luke the best. Actually, this is the best Kentucky football team that they've had well, in years. The 
the transition with Kentucky, the reason why Kentucky struggled in, in the SEC in recent years is their inability to stop the run. Two years ago, they allowed 228 rushing yards per game. Last year, they got it right into the area of 175 yards per game. Rich brings up a great point. No Steven Johnson for that offense. Inexperience in big games within the conference at the quarterback position. I still like Benny Snell, and Mark Stoops seems to be getting it right. The kids seem to be buying you look in. Look at the scores, not, guys. Not one of my best bets, but I like twenty-seven. I like the thirteen and a, okay. I like the thirteen and a half. We'll keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio Thirty Four. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Back on College Football Today, brought to you by Bet DSI. Talking about some top 25 battles. Gabe, what do you see in, in the in Vegas lines? Well, there's been a little bit of uh, line movement. We'll get uh, the latest. Which game specifically are you looking at here? Well, there's some late action, right? Hawaii plays Rice. What's the action in Hawaii Rice? Well, people are asking a lot about this game because it's the bailout special. Hawaii, of course, we talked about it. Massive underdogs in the first two uh, games of the year that they played so far this year. To me, I'm laying the, I'm going with the over in this one. I don't see either defense stopping anybody. You look at you look at Hawaii and uh and the the, the dynamic quarterback play that they're getting uh right now. I don't see Rice slowing that down, but I think Rice goes goes in there and Rice could have probably score in the mid 20s. Look, last week they put 61 up, 61 and a half up on the board. Wasn't clearly enough. They got to 100. This week the odds makers have thrown another touchdown on the board. Get it up to 69 right now. I still think we comfortably get into the 80s. Rich, you have an opinion? Well, listen, I'm all in on the Hawaii offense at this point. I think it's Colt Brennan 2.0 with Nick Rolovich. It's It's a program in Hawaii that is struggling financially. Uh, if something ever happens at Hawaii, Rolovich is going to have a job. But Cole McDonald, right out of the gate, you had them in week zero against Colorado State. That offense, John or Sue on the outside, has been fantastic. And I got to tell you, Mike Mike Bloomgren, the new head coach at Rice, did a pretty good job against Houston in week one. Scott uh, Stan Cabbage, former Vanderbilt quarterback. So I think it could be a track meet. I would take the over as well. Well, the live movement right now, guys, Florida Atlantic down to seven and a half. So people are jumping yeah, a lot in of on people are on Air Force. I saw that all week. Well, a Air, lot of Force, on Air Force, we spoke about it earlier, is that Air Force is an option team. And you look at FAU, they struggled last week, giving up over 300 yards. They struggled with Navy week one. So does Lane Kivett have this team focused? That's, that's the main question. Because I think they can name their score if they're coming focused. Singletary can run the football, but it all matters. Where's their mindset after that I think that they're a little loss? rattled, Joe, after week one because the, the entire offseason was about let's make a statement in Norman. Let's, let's do something to really show the country that we're more than just a Conference USA champ, that we could stand with the big boys. And they were obliterated. I liked FAU, and boy, they were a disappointment last week. So I think this could be a tough bounce back against an offense that we all know, triple option, a little bit difficult to defend. I don't like laying points against a military academy in in that spot. Another line move right now in one of the higher-profile football games, Stanford Cardinal uh, now four-and-a-half-point favorites. And this is pretty much across the board, but specifically at BetDSI right now, down to four-and-a-half, total 54-and-a-half. I do think it's going to be a higher-scoring game, uh, this one. Uh, but the money's starting to trickle in on SoCal right now. What about BYU, California? Line's around two-and-a-half. Yeah, I like BYU. It People sounds like Gabe me. goes I told as well. them I like BYU why at minus three, Cal, and it's down to two. Why is Cal just a, a two-point two underdog against so BYU? Listen, BYU, I'm not going to overstate it. Four-and-nine last year. But that was what we expect from BYU last week. Strong defensive play, physical at the line of scrimmage, veteran quarterback, Squally ran well. 
Hal going on the road where they're, they've won just two of their last 12 games. I'm shocked that this game is is down to what? Two? Gamblers, yeah, two, two and a half. I'll tell you, in the gaming community, Wilcox is a trendy coach. Uh, they covered a lot of numbers last year as underdogs, Cal did, but they were getting big numbers against the USC's of the world, and they would cover getting 17, and they battled hard. I think people are, we talk, the theme of the show all week has been overreactions, and we talk about overreaction from last week, and you look at Cal, they beat North Carolina. I wasn't overly impressed with that win. Everybody was suspended for North Carolina. And as you mentioned, Rich, now you got a Cal team going on the road up there to Utah. Pac-12 teams don't travel the best. And, and Joe brought it up earlier, and I agree with him. One of the reasons why I like betting on BYU teams is the maturity. You're getting grown men. You're getting 24-, 25-year-old grown Family men. Family men sometimes And with they have kids, a chip yeah. on their shoulder, BYU as well. Listen, last week, one, and one of the reasons why I really like BYU is one of my best bets too, Cal, impressive win. You know, you want to say you beat an ACC team. You know what the offense did, though? 279 yards. They were outgained by North Carolina. Gabe touches on the fact that there were suspensions. There were a lot of suspensions, including a major injury to Crawford on the interior of that defense, and they only managed 279 yards. Now they travel to Provo, right? Thinner air, on the road, at night. BYU maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of confidence finally after the win over Arizona. So BYU, one of my best bets as well. We, we, we didn't talk about Washington State, San Jose State. It's another 11 o'clock kick. It's a big number, 33 after that big blow, blowout win over Wyoming. Can Minshew in that offense keep it where it is in Pullman? Minshew played well. I knocked the kid, but he, he had the system down pat. He played well against a very good Wyoming defense on the road in Laramie. So game two, he should be obviously clicking. San Jose State has very little to get excited about heading into this season. so Coming off a loss against UC Davis. Yeah, UC Davis has a wide receiver by the name of Keelan Doss who's really getting a lot of pub, but nonetheless shouldn't lose that Colorado game. Colorado State getting points against Arkansas? Arkansas. That's an intriguing battle when you look at Morris making you know their first start. They go to the altitude. I mean, I, I'm inclined to take uh, Carter Samuels here with the points. I, could be a shootout that, I mean, Arkansas can win, but they might not cover this 14-point yeah. number. Gabe, what do you think about it? Yeah, it's 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 a tough it's a tough spot here right now. I'm actually intrigued by this Arkansas team, and I think this program is going to. I've always felt this program could be a sleeping giant, and they've never really taken that next step. I, I, this is I'm taking a wait and wait and uh, wait and see approach with the Hogs right now, though. I like Arkansas this year. That was one of my bets for season-wise. Right. I think it was over five and, five and, a, and five, a half. Five and a half. Yeah, I'm a big Chad Morris fan. Uh, Ty Story has gotten off to a good uh, start. Uh, the quarterback. Devwa Whaley out of the backfield. They have quality wide receivers. So, you know, I, I think Mike Bobo's in a degree of trouble at this point. He's a got some health game, you know, problems. But Sorry, Rich, but I was going to say a late game that we didn't bring up, actually, so as long as you're throwing late games out here, Joe, for the, the late-night bailout special uh, here, the degenerate specials. UTEP and UNLV. UNLV had a nice showing last week against the USC Trojans. USC pulled away a little bit, and we gave you UNLV as one of our best bets, but we talked about the skill position players. You saw the ground attack of the UNLV running Rebels. UNLVs, and you saw Rutgers last week route Texas State. Teams like UNLV don't have an opportunity to run the score up on teams uh, very often, and it's a feel-good moment for the band, the alumni, the students, and the team. Uh, and, you know, UNLV lost last week, but there's no negativity around this program. I wouldn't be shocked, guys, if UNLV just kicked this crap out of UTEP tonight. What about the Miami O-Cincinnati game? Cincinnati's won 12 straight over Miami O. It's a low, right? 12 wow. straight in the series. What if is I'm that not for, mis- like the keg of nails it, it, or something a, like a, that? It's a crazy. It's, <laughs> it's a one crazy, of those wacky trophies. I, I like what Luke Filkel's doing here. I mean, Gus Raglan, good, I, I think this game, it's traditionally low scoring, but I would take the over here. I think there's going to be points. It's 48 and a I half. I kind of like Miami. As much as, you know, I benefited with pick Cincinnati them, last week. Half? Yeah, my, Miami got, is a team that I that I it think is, is heading the right direction. You know what? A little bit of money on Cincinnati right now. This is an intriguing game. You're right, Joe, in the sense that Miami of Ohio, these guys got 17 re- returning starters back. Gus Raglan is a good quarterback. They were in tough last week. It was a tough game against Marshall. It was a competitive game. They ended up losing 35-28. Meanwhile, you've got Cincinnati cross country they you know they go from ohio you go to california now you're going back to ohio i feel as if though we're almost trying to force ourselves to take miami of ohio here i think cincinnati wins this football game actually no downer after the big win in uh, no, pasadena i don't think so because it's an in-state rivalry yeah you know it's not just a whole hum 
Maybe it would be a downer if they were going home and they were laying 17 points against an inferior team. But this is a, it's, it's not a rivalry game, but it's a state rivalry game. It's a recruiting stake-your-ground game. And, you know, we all know how coaches uh, think. If, if we stumble this week, the big upset at UCLA means nothing uh, last week. I just think Cincinnati are a little bit further ahead in their development than uh, Miami are right now. And I think they're in a better conference. What about Texas-Tulsa? Can they bounce yeah, back? That's, I'm in, glad you brought in, it up. That's actually 23 and a half. They you know dominated what I think about? 56 nothing last year. That's exactly what I thought of. I, I thought of last year's, you know, after the difficult loss to Maryland in 2017, Texas, you know, it didn't really mean much other than for betters, but they flexed their muscles with that 56 to nothing victory. San Jose State is, I think, who they beat in week two. Now they have a, an opportunity against Tulsa. Tulsa and Philip Montgomery, they're not developing the way I expected. Defensively struggling. They have Luke Skipper behind uh, center. I think Texas takes out a week's worth of frustration. Tom Herman and the coaching staff had to have ridden those Longhorns after back-to-back losses to Maryland. So at 23, I think there's real value in Great laying those points. Great call by you last week on the Terps as well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, yeah. I got, yeah. I got cold feet win. going into the game. Just, I had a weird feeling about it. I, we told people we're going to jump on the, on the over, and we did hit the over, but Similar situation with Texas. I mean, very, you know, it's like Michigan. You got, they can talk, they can talk, there can be, this is the year you got to deliver this. Very similar to Sumlin. I mean, there's a lot of these college coaches, Chip Kelly, in which maybe, you know, we give these guys too much credit as opposed to letting them prove it to us. Yeah. Fresno State, Minnesota is another intriguing I'm, one. I really like, I like this Fresno. matchup. I, like, I do too. I, 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 Mary, think, I think Gabe against is against that, us, but. Fresno State, to me, is, I can't say underrated because they were very good last year in Jeff Tedford's debut, but you have the veteran quarterback in Marcus McMarion. They scored 79 points last week. People will say Idaho. Idaho was an FBS team last year. Not any longer, but was an FBS team. 79 points, defensively led by Jeffrey Allison in the middle. And Minnesota still starting a true freshman quarterback. I know they have Rodney Smith, but he's going to be facing a very gritty Physical defense. I like Fresno State going on the road to pull out the Big Ten victory. I like them too. I, I like what Tefford's done. And PJ Fleck, great coach. They didn't have the personnel there last year to make plays. Not sure they do right now yeah. either. Uh, they, they looked a little bit better in that game against New Mexico yes. State. Got, yeah. They they started to make plays vertically, and that's something they didn't do last year. They only averaged 126 you passing know Minnesota, yards. Minnesota, I don't think, has had a quarterback drafted since 1972. Think about that. They I can't trust guys. a Mountain West team going into to Big Ten country. Even Minnesota, though. Even Minnesota. Yeah. And here's another one in Minnesota where this is a this is a university, guys, be it basketball or football, that it's sort of frustrating they can't take that next step. I've been to their campus. I've been to the state. It's a great sports environment. It's a great campus. It's a great university. They just can't stop being who they are. Um, I'd like to see them take that next step, but I just, I really do have a hard time with a mountain. And this is something that I do cap, guys. I will use the, the power of the conferences mm-hmm. and the stylistic. I just think in the trenches, the, the beef and the weight of the Big Ten will wear out uh, the Mountain West throughout the it's afternoon. A fun game. I like that matchup. That's one I'll be keying on tonight. Wyoming, Missouri. I, I would lay the points here I, again. I, I can't go back to Wyoming. I mean, that was like my best bet of week one, and they were embarrassed. But that, the total, you know what's They were in that game until the fourth quarter, and then they just Here's gave. the interesting thing about that game, is, and it's 52 total. I mean, it seems you, low. Again, you look at that matchup, it was right, what was it, 49-16? It was 65 points right there, and, and they had to come on in the end. It was 1917 yeah. at half. That's a really low total. Wyoming's going to have to run the football. If they run the football, the, the under's in. If Drew Locke and that offense start fast and they cover this number in the first half, it's 38-7, to seven, you still might get the under because they might run the football again and just run out the clock. Yeah. So yeah. that's the matchup. I, I, Missouri, I, like I mean, Missouri, you know, Wyoming that can't total score. Is, that total is low. Yeah. I think that has to do with the Wyoming offense at this point. They're Similar just struggling. Last night, same thing. A lot of people like the over of the, the SMU-TCU game last night. And I, I was actually just a little bit concerned. Can SMU score enough? To get an over, it takes two to dance. And that's a similar situation yeah. with Wyoming tonight. Yeah. Yeah. How about Baylor over UTSA? I mean, Baylor with that offense, said Charlie Brewer, yeah. John Lovett. John I, Lovett ran really well I last love John. week. He's a New Jersey kid. Is he really? And he, he got recruited. What part of the state? Uh, Southern, maybe? I, I think close to Philly by yeah, Cherry yeah. Hill in that yeah. area. People are he betting recru- on Baylor. It's up re- to 17. He was recruited. What did it start at? Nine and a half. 
nine and a half to yes. seventeen. Wow. Yes. Wow. Nine and a half. But but he was recruited by Matt Rule in in Temple, and then when he was when Matt Rule jumped. John Lovett went with him. He only had Interesting. A, yeah, so he's a player. I think he can be uh, one of the Big 12 uh, surprising stars for 2018. I think yeah, he's a 1,000-yard rusher. You know, well, we talk about Charlie Brewer, but Jalen McClendon, the quarterback from Baylor, an NC State transfer, yeah. also played well last week against an inferior yeah. opponent. But I'm high on Baylor to at least get to that 6-6 six and six mark. They should bounce back big time. Don't game. forget, last year, guys, Baylor lost to the Liberty Flames. It's 33-and-a-half-point underdogs. So last week they beat Albie and Christian. Good for them. Right. This is, this is a different spot here. The Roadrunners got ran over uh, by Arizona State and Herm Edwards. We'll see. I mean, it, this Baylor should be able to win this. I like game that you pointed, you gestured points. towards me with Herm Edwards. I like oh, that. Yeah. Well, Kevin <laughs> Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin with me and Herm Edwards with you. So right. that's uh, that's where we. Well, stand I'll give you the- credit, Joe. You did still. You bashed. Uh, you bashed. Uh, you bashed the coach, Houston. but you took Houston, so I can't hate on you for that. Uh, that uh, we'll see. I like Rutgers today. Rutgers is another one. They're getting double digits. How? Why? Why? I just think the look ahead. I think Chris Ash, to me, is turning that program around. They're not going to win. No, I'm, no, I know. They're no. not going to win. No, I, I know. But I just think even like at 35, though, you know. Well, here's the thing. They could be down 42. They get a late touchdown. You're right in the area of 35. Yeah. If you get 35 and a half. I Rookie quarterback in Columbus. I, I don't think like they're that. They're going to run the football though. They're, they're going to look to shorten the game if they get a turnover here and there. And Ohio State has TCU on deck. Yeah. Are they resting? I don't think Ohio State's that thinking that far ahead to TCU. I don't think it's that big of a they, matchup. They're for not going to. They're not going to have Urban coaching, even though he'll be coaching the team. He's not in yeah. game for that match. I like Ohio State. I just we'll I, see. I don't believe in. I look at the history. What is it like? Two twenty-four to. It's two twenty-four. It's two nineteen to twenty-four. Yeah. Forty-eight last seven four games. points per game. Yeah. So I was I was underwhelmed by TCU last night. I know they stepped it up in the second half, but SMU were barely a step yeah. up to the high school team. So I think they could get. I think they could get well, rolled by by Ohio three State. Three o'clock week. game. Central Michigan minus. Three and a half over Kansas. This one's dropping, guys. People are buying into Kansas for some 42 reason. 42 straight road losses. Wow. Right? 42, Gabe? Is it? It's so, uh, 47. Is it four, 420 42, or 42? 42 <laughs> straight road losses by Kansas. Can they make it? Can they extend the streak? Yeah, I, I don't like Bonamigo. I like this offense. You know what I looked at before the season began? It. I mean, it's Kansas, so throw out everything. But Kansas is a more veteran team. Central Michigan is replacing a lot of players on the roster. Kansas on the two deep has a lot of returning upperclassmen. I think Kansas can certainly hang with Central Michigan. Uh, can they win at this point? I mean, who knows? Well, as you gentlemen see, I gave Central Michigan as one of my best bets earlier in the week. It was five points, so we got locked in. So I have to still like it now at uh, minus three slash three and a half. The Northwestern game is already off and running right now. It's now 14-7 for the Duke uh, Blue Devils. Arkansas State, I'm sure some of you right now at home are going, oh, my God, you're taking Arkansas State, as we mentioned. I like Nick that Nick Saban is just 1-11 against the spread. That's 1-11 against the spread when laying 28 or more points against non-conference opponents. Call me crazy. I've been called a hell of a lot worse. Give me Kentucky plus 14. Last, three of the last four times that these two teams have played, uh, the largest margin of victory has been six points. Kentucky have closed the gap. I'm a big Mullen fan. I just don't think Florida are warranted to be laying 14 in this spot. Uh, Clemson are warranted to be laying 12 in this spot. Clemson roll Texas A&M tonight. And uh, be careful with the Pitt game, guys. The numbers come, it keeps plummeting right now. But I do think that Pitt give Penn State all they can handle. We're just getting started. Stay with us each and every Saturday from 10 to 1 p.m. For Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the games.